this morning as we continue to worship. Uh, it's so good to have Miss Rachel and Miss Tara back with us singing, and uh, it's just a delight to have them. And this morning we're going to sing a special uh, called This Blood, and uh, Tara is going to lead us in that. But uh, I pray that you're blessed by this this morning and uh, that our hearts are pointed to the gospel.
joy that was. Amen. 
Man, if that didn't light your fire, your wood's wet. There ain't no doubt about it. To God be the glory, Jesus is alive. Well, settle down. It's all right. I'm telling you what, we got something to be excited about. Get your Bibles if you can find it. Reach over and get your Bibles. Put your coffee down. Bless God, you can't even hold a cup of coffee. You probably spilled it all over the place listening to a song like that. Uh, boy, it's good, good. You think it's good now? You just wait. Wait till we get into this place together. We are marching forward, and we can't wait to be together once again. But until that day comes, we're going to keep praising God because Jesus is alive. Well, if you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to join me in 2 Timothy chapter number 1. 2 Timothy chapter number 1. We're going to look at verse number 9. Now, remember, Paul, like Miss Donna said, for their children, Paul's in prison. Timothy is scared, he's fearful, he's upset, he wants to see Paul, probably hadn't seen Paul in weeks and weeks and weeks, and his desire is to see him. And, uh, but uh, there ain't no being seen at this point in juncture in time, because he's in prison. And so it's so vitally important that when we look at the context of this passage of Scripture to clearly understand that there is a real mess going on here because there's longing for fellowship, there's longing for relationship, there's longing to be together. And Paul clearly understands that. And so he's going to send a message uh, to Timothy and he's going to encourage him in regards to the purpose of his life. And he tells him over in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse number 9, he's talking about Jesus who hath saved us and has called us with a holy calling not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. You see, what we're going through right now in week number nine did not take our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by surprise. As a matter of fact, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said, I'm creating those individuals alive in 2020 for such a time as this. We were created for such a time as this. And so as we are marching forward together with the Great Commission, we are going to do so with one purpose. And this morning, I want to talk to you about moving forward with one purpose. How we're going to move forward with one purpose here at Maysville Baptist Church. And as I look at this, I, I read a story this week that was fascinating to me. It was uh, about a man by the name of David Whipple. David Whipple lived in Utah, and on July the 7th, 1999, he pulled through the McDonald's drive-thru and bought a hamburger. He wanted to show a class that he was teaching the effects of uh, enzymes when they attack uh, a, a hamburger as it deteriorates. And so the goal that he had was to take that into his classroom and sit it down and just over the weeks watch that thing deteriorate. He put the sack and all in his pocket. And I don't know what all happened that day, but he must have had a rough day because he totally forgot about that hamburger in his pocket. <laughs> Dave, this is no lie. He took the coat off when he got home and he hung it in the closet. He didn't wear that coat for 20 years. Yeah, 20 years later, he goes into the closet and he gets this coat out and he puts the coat on and he reaches in his pocket and do you know what he found? He found that McDonald's 
hamburger. It had been in his pocket for 20 years. He pulled that hamburger out of his pocket and he opened up the sack, had the receipt in it. I mean, just like he had bought it the day before, 20 years later. He opened up that cheeseburger and found that it was just exactly as he bought it. It was preserved. It looked like he had just went through the drive-thru and bought that hamburger. Now, there were scientists that said, well, we want to see this thing. And so they got it, and they did some analysis on it and all this stuff. And they just simply said this. This is not an unusual thing. This could happen if it's preserved properly. And so with that hamburger being wrapped up the way it was, and in the sack, and then in the pocket, created the perfect environment to preserve that hamburger. And so even up till today, that thing sits in a little glass container that he looks at every single day. Over 20 years, he's been looking at that McDonald's hamburger. McDonald's immediately responded and said this, it might look like a McDonald's hamburger on the outside, but it is not a McDonald's hamburger on the inside. 20 years, there's surely something that has happened to that thing, and it is not going to taste like a McDonald's hamburger. Well, that is right on the money. And the purpose of that story is to just simply say this. When you go through a period of preservation, did you ever think that we'd be not be in, in this building right here for nine weeks? I'm going to be honest with you. When I sit down and, and look at the church budget and, and think about uh, reserves and all, I might think about uh, missing a Sunday because of snow uh, maybe once, maybe twice, no more than three times a year, but never, ever did I ever imagine that we wouldn't be here for nine weeks. But a lot of people would look at that and say, well, you know, there's some churches out there, they haven't met for nine weeks, they haven't been online for nine weeks, they had not done anything for nine weeks. And they have created the perfect environment, if you would, to preserve their organization where they look like a church on the outside, but they're not a church on the inside. That's not the case here at Mason. God has blessed us. He's given us this technology. And while we may not have been here for the last nine weeks, we have surely been together. And the church hadn't been in a preservative. The church has not been slack. The church has not been doing anything. We've been doing great things in the name of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, did you know this? That on Wednesday, just this past week, on Wednesday, right up there in that baptismal pool, we baptized too. You see, what the devil tried to do to discourage us God said, we ain't going to let that happen. That's my church. Those are my people that are called by my name. And we are called according to his purpose. And so as we move forward and as we transition and begin to come back to church, when we feel comfortable, now listen, whenever you feel comfortable want to come to a drive-in service, you come on in. And we're going to drive in for a couple weeks. And when God gives us the liberty to come back together, we're going to come back. We're going to shout. We're going to sing. We're going to praise. We're going to have a glorious time in the name of Jesus Christ together. But today, we're going to have a good time right where we're sitting. So bless God, you want to shout, you shout. You want to say hallelujah, you say hallelujah. You want to raise your little emoji hands, you raise them little emoji hands. You want to hit that little heart button a hundred times? Hit away, dear friend, hit away. Because we've been called according to God's purpose. 
And so this morning, I want to give you very quickly, i got to hurry because i got to go preach again out in the parking lot here in just a minute. But I want to give you this morning seven very simple things that you and I can do to move forward with one purpose. Let me give them to you. Number one, the first thing I want to talk to you this morning about is this. If we're going to move forward with one purpose, then we've got to clearly understand our purpose. Clearly understand our purpose. What is the purpose of Maysville Baptist Church? The purpose that we have here at Maysville Baptist Church, loving God, loving others, and serving the world. That has been our purpose since I got here. It was actually one of the purposes before I got here. And there's nothing wrong with that purpose. Our purpose is loving God, loving others, and serving the world. I love what Paul told, the, told Romans. He told the church at Rome in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. He says, and we know that all things work together for good to those that love him, who have been called according to to his purpose. You see, loving God, loving others, and serving the world is what we've been called to according to God's purpose. You say, well, how do you get that? Think about it. Think about it. Let's take loving God just for a minute. Loving God, the first part of our purpose, Mark chapter 12, verse 30 says just simply this. We are to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. That is what we're called to do, to love God with all of our heart, to love God with all of our soul, to love God with all of our mind. That, that's why I'm saying, watch this, church, that just because we're not in this room doesn't mean we're not loving God. We can love God wherever we're at. Loving God. Loving others. Remember, Mark chapter 12, verse 31 says this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So you love God, you ought to love your neighbor. Neighbors are hard to love, aren't they? Especially that ornery, cranky one that won't cut his side of the grass. and get on your nerves sometimes. Let me ask you this, are you praying for that neighbor? Does that neighbor look over at your house and go, well, that, that's, one of them, that's one of them Christians over there. See, we either are drawing people to Christ or we're pushing people away. And if we're going to move forward with one purpose, we've got to clearly understand what our purpose is. Our purpose, the reason why we exist at Maysville Baptist Church, is to love God and to love others. But then watch this. Here's the third one. Serve the world. Serving the world. We are here to serve the world. And man, we've got a bunch of opportunities to serve the world. Uh, we've held on to those key uh, serve, serving the world uh, principles and those key ministries uh, during this time. And I want to thank our college and career folks. I want to thank Judy Clay. I want to thank Richard and all of you, everybody that's out there that makes our ministries go. go. I, I mean, we, we've got people calling, hey, can we please uh, come work at the clothes closet? Can we please come work in the food pantry? Can we, can we come work here? Can we come do this? Man, I'm telling you what, there is a heart and a passion. Why? Because that's our DNA. Serving others. Serving the world for God's glory. So if we're going to move forward with one purpose, we've got to clearly understand our purpose. 
Number two, let me give you a second one. I've got to hurry because you, you heard me. I said I got seven and I, I got to get on this thing. Number two, not only do we got to clearly understand our purpose, but we've got to boldly execute our purpose. Boldly execute our purpose. Did you notice in the text, notice what the Bible says here. The Bible tells us there in, in chapter number one, uh, start there in verse number, in verse number six. Paul tells Timothy, he says, Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He said, Bless God, God has given us a sound mind. We can equate that in 2020 to some common sense. He's given us some common sense from the fact that we trust God and we're not afraid. We're not scared. We're going to exercise common sense and we're going to execute this purpose boldly. I love what the Bible says over in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. The Bible says, and you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and uttermost parts of the earth. I want to be honest with you. When you talk about uttermost parts of the earth and getting out there, that's a risk. Man, you are risking big time. The gospel is risky business. But the risky business of the gospel can be done. Why? Because the power that dwells in us is the power of the Holy Spirit. So you can do things you did not think you could do as a born-again child of God. Why? Because the Spirit of God dwells inside of you. I, look, I'm going to be honest, I would have never in a million years thought that I'd be a, I'd be a Southern Baptist pastor. I had a wonderful English teacher growing up, Miss Willadine McMurray. And Miss Willadine McMurray was a college professor, and they, they got her real cheap, so she retired, and she needed a little part-time work, so she came to work at the school uh, where we were at there, at the school that I went to. And uh, she was our English teacher, and she taught that class like a college class. I'm telling you, she didn't give us a break. We didn't catch any breaks. Hardest class in my life. I'll never forget Miss Wilding McMurray pulling me up and putting her hand on my shoulder as a, as a teenager and saying, Shane, God's gifted you. You've got a talent. Don't you squander it. You better use it for Jesus Christ. I didn't know what she was talking about. I went to career day, and I, I was just, I was enamored that, that, that they needed some male nurses. And so that, that's something that I was, I was interested in. That's where I was heading. In fact, we started at Ganson State Community College, heading in that direction. But when God hit me in a biology class and said, you're not doing what I've called you to do. I'm telling you what, when God calls you to do something, you'll never be happy. Working and operating outside of that purpose. And I'm going to be honest with you. If you're going to be a preacher of the gospel, you, you better be bold. I'm going to tell you why. We're living, we're living in a day where we got a lot of preachers out there today. they got lace on their underwear. A bunch of mom and daddy called sissy preachers. And I'm not trying to be rude or, or, or mean or anything. I'm just telling you. I hadn't been called by my mama. I hadn't been called by my daddy. I've been called by my father in heaven to preach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Take an old timid southern boy from uh, Alabama and bring him to Jesus. Fill him full of the Holy Ghost to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Ain't no coronavirus going to keep me down. We're going to keep pressing on for the glory of God. Boldly execute our purpose. Number three. Let me give you a third one very quickly. Number three. Here's the third one. Declare with passion. Declare with passion our purpose. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth and he says this, Therefore, since we have such hope, we are very bold. That word very, giving us the idea that this passion that we have is a bold passion. And we pursue it with great passion. When, when, when Garrett was a little big boy, uh, Miriam made some cookies and, and they were up on the, uh, on the counter. And uh, I was sitting in my, in my chair in the living room and, and he came up and he got up in my lap. And uh, I, I, I was doing something, probably watching a, a baseball game or a football game or something. And he, he daddy, daddy, hey, daddy, daddy, you know, pulling on me, daddy. And I wouldn't, and I wouldn't pay him any attention. He and he's getting louder and louder and louder and louder. And finally, he took his little hands and he put them right there on my face, just just like that. And he turned my face right eyeball to eyeball, nose to nose. He said, Daddy. I need a cookie. Passion. Let me ask you a question. What are you passionate about? We all ought to be passionate about Jesus Christ. And to be passionate about Jesus Christ means that we declare with passion what our purpose is. And so wherever we're at, whether we be in Walmart or, 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 or Target or, or, or Ingalls or, or Kroger, or we're, wherever we're at, wherever God put, puts us, we declare with passion our purpose. Hey. We're coming back to church. We're coming back. So when we're coming back, preacher? Soon. Just as soon as it's safe. And I praise God today, it's safe enough to get in the parking lot. Hey. Declare, declare with passion our purpose. Number, th number four, let me give you the fourth one very quickly. It's my time quickly is getting away. Here's number four. Refuse to compromise our purpose. Refuse to hey. compromise our purpose. I'm going to tell you what, there's been a lot of compromise going on. A lot of compromise going on in the church of Jesus Christ before the coronavirus hit. Man, we've compromised the Word of God. We've compromised ministry. We want preachers to come up there and just kind of tickle your ear just a little bit. Just say, here, let me scratch what itches you right there. God's not looking for your itch to be scratched. He's looking for you to be holy in Jesus' hey. name. He didn't create you just to come to church for some ecclesiastical opportunity. No, we come together, whether we be in the home, whether we be in the parking lot, whether we be here in this worship service, why do we come together? So that we could get our spiritual batteries charged and we can go out and we can attack hell with a water pistol with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yep. Refuse to compromise our purpose. We will always love God. We will always love others. We will always serve the world. Hey. Now, be honest with you. Is that serving the world? Is that going to look different when we get on the other side of the coronavirus? Yeah, it is. But we have to seriously pray and think through and seek God's face on how to properly respond hey. 
to the coronavirus uh, in regards to faith. Dave and I have talked about it. We've been praying about it. Don't have any decisions today. But I promise you this, we're not going to compromise the gospel. We're not going to compromise the gospel. Will it be different? Yes. It'll be different. Will Sunday school be different? For a little while, yes. It's going to be different. But we're not compromising. We're taking what the devil intended for evil, and we're going to turn it to good for Jesus Christ. Knowing that all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Number five. Let me give you a fifth one. I've got to hurry. I didn't, I didn't give you the... Hang on just a second. Let me go back. I'm going to give you this passage of scripture. In regards to compromise, a lot of times people just get comfortable where they're at. Get comfortable. And, and look, I'm going to be honest with you. We got these online services. It's comfortable. I'm so thankful, 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 thankful that you're watching and uh, many of you watching all over the world. I'm grateful for that. That's why we do this. I'm so thankful to, for the Lovern family to make this possible, you know, providing the equipment for all this. I, I'm thankful for all my workers, my volunteers that make sure that this is going out. The sound's mixed right and they're working so desperately hard to, to make sure that this leaves this place and the gospel goes out in an excellent manner, in an excellent way. Knowing that there's going to be some hiccups here and there, I think they do an awesome job. In fact, they do such an awesome job, it would be very easy for you to get comfortable right there in your homes. So that when we do open everything back up, you say, well, man, I, I kind of enjoy church here on the TV. I, I never thought that I was going to get a TV pastor. I never thought I was going to be a TV preacher. But, but, the, but the, hear me out, please. I'm so grateful. We're going to continue to do these online services. We've been doing them for five years already. I mean, so we, we've already been doing these. And it's been really what we've focused on these past nine weeks. But don't let it become so comfortable that when we get through the rest of this, you don't show up for church. Because remember what the scripture says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Now with that said, those of you that, that are, are, are an hour, an hour and a half, three hours away, three and a half hours away, I'm grateful. You guys, I'm thankful. You guys tune in. Uh, there are individuals that are looking for a strong, a holy church that is biblically sound. I'm grateful you tune in. Thank you, and thank you for your support. I'm grateful that you support this ministry. And we welcome you and want you to be involved in Bible studies. Want you to be involved in the uh, things that we have online. Now, and that's why we want to continue to start these. We don't, want, we, we don't ever want to stop our online Bible studies. We want to give you the opportunity that are all over the world. In Alabama, up in Maine, uh, out west in California. We want to give everybody that opportunity. You that are listening in South Carolina, North Carolina. We want to give you that opportunity too. To be a part of a small group. But we don't want to compromise coming to churches either. We want to make sure that we're here and we are supporting the local body of believers. So we find in Galatians chapter number 1, verse 6 and 7, Paul wrote to the church at Galatia and he just simply said this. He said, I'm amazed that you're so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another, only there are some of you who have been, it's been disrupting you 
and what to distort the gospel of Jesus Christ. They were distorting the gospel. We're not here to distort the gospel. We're here to bring clarity to the gospel. And the clarity of the gospel that we bring is simply this. God loves you. He has a purpose for your life. And he wants you to know where you're going to spend in eternity. Never refuse, if you would, refuse to compromise our purpose. Number five. Here's the fifth one. Learn from our past to build upon our purpose. Learn from our past to build upon our purpose. I read a story this week about a little boy who was in Sunday school. The Sunday school was talking about how when Lot's wife looked back, she, didn't, she turned into a pillar of salt. little boy raised his hand. He told the Sunday school teacher, he said, that ain't nothing. He said, my mom was at the grocery store yesterday, and when we were pulling out of the parking space, she looked back, and she turned into a telephone pole. Y'all don't know what it's like to try to, to tell a joke and have David's the only one laughing. He's not, y'all just don't know. He's doubled over over here. She turned into a telephone pole. What he, that's, what, that's what he said. The point I want to make here is just simply this. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, Paul writing to the church at Philippi, he says, celebrate your victories, but just don't settle where you're at. He says this, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but the one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. We've got some great things ahead of us, church. Great things. Man, we've got these online Bible studies. We're starting these in-home Bible studies. I mean, do you think about that just for a minute? Can you imagine a day at Maysville Baptist Church where the sun never sets on our Bible studies here at Maysville? Where every day, if you would, every day, if, uh, all week long, there's some Bible study going on. Now, I'm not saying you've got to be a part of a Bible study seven days a week. I'm just simply saying this. Maybe your work schedule is situated in such a way that you're off on Mondays. What if that Bible study had an in, what if we had an in-home Bible study group that you met on Monday nights to help fulfill that need? And then you can come worship on Sunday, but on Monday nights, that's when your Bible study was happening. I'm telling you, the opportunities that we have in front of us are incredible. And God has given us some time to look at our past and to learn from our past to build upon our purpose. I, I see us, and we already have it on the website. We have our online Bible studies, our in-home Bible studies, and then our own campus Bible studies, which is a traditional Sunday school model. That's the last one we're going to add. I can't wait to get that. But we had to put it out because of our senior adults. We've got to push it way out there. Because we want you to return soon, but we want you to return safe. Learn from our past and build upon our purpose. Let me give you these two more and I'm done. I'm out of time. Number six. Embrace the vision of our purpose. Embrace the vision of our purpose. Man, knowing that there's new ways to do things and not compromising the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, the scripture says this. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all thy getting, get understanding. Man, we've allowed this time and this season we've been through to get wisdom from God. And with all that getting, to try to get understanding. What do we need? And the plan that we have, loving God, loving others, serving the world, focusing on our Bible studies, introducing those online 
classes that we've had to have because of this uh, COVID-19. Knowing that the in-home Bible studies is going to be a great blessing as all four have already started. And then knowing the strength in that as we have our own campus Bible studies, the traditional Sunday school model that we'll be uh, bringing online uh, here, Lord willing, in a couple of months if we can get there. And then we're going to get it as soon as we possibly can when it's safe to be able to do so. Thank God that we can embrace this vision hey. together and move forward for the glory of God. Hey. And then here, here's the seventh one, and then I've got to go to the parking lot. Number seven, build together upon our purpose. Now, I want you to notice that point. Look at what it says. Build together. What I'm saying is I need you. I need you. We've got to be building together. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 6, notice what the scripture says. He says, wherefore, 2 Timothy 1, 6, wherefore I put these in things in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the laying on of my hands. Stir that gift up inside. For some, God's calling you to facilitate an in-home Bible study. For some of you, God's stirred up inside of you to get into the teaching aspect of, of Maysville Baptist Church on campus. For some of you, God's stirring you up to be a part, a vital part, a vital aspect of this ministry in some way, shape, or form. For some, God stirred you up to say, you know what, you need to give a substantial financial gift to help support that ministry do the work of loving God, loving others, serving the world. We do this together. And in doing it together, we do it for one purpose and one purpose only. That is to please our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as we love God, love others, and serve the world. Dear brothers and sisters at Maisel Baptist Church, the greatest ministry of my life is being your pastor during this season in our history. And God is not done with us yet. In fact, we hear it said a lot, greater days are yet to come, greater days are yet to come. I believe that with all my heart. Greater days are yet to come. I believe in, in the, just I'm telling you in my heart that God is desiring to give us a, such a great spiritual awakening as we move together with one purpose. If you're going to move together in that kind of unity, the number one thing that you've got to know is where you're going to spend an eternity. You've got to know that if you were to die today, you'd go to heaven. Dear friend, I want to ask you that question this morning. If you were to die today, do you know for sure where you'd spend an eternity? You know, David Whipple, when he bought that hamburger at McDonald's, and it sat in that coat pocket for 20 years. When he opened that thing up, it looked like a hamburger. It looked like it on the outside. But it sure wasn't a hamburger on the inside. He took the top of that bun off and he turned it over. And there's an old wrinkled up old pickle underneath that. There was a yellow stain where the mustard was. 
a, green, a red stain where the ketchup was. And it looked at like at one time it was suitable to eat. But it wasn't anything but to look at. Some of us are living our lives in such a way that we look like everything's good on the outside. But if you take the top bun off and look on the inside, there are stains in there that are all even dried up. Dear friends, i got good news for you today. You don't have to live that way any longer. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, dear friend, God loved us so much he sent his son Jesus to die on Calvary's cross for our sins. Today, you don't have to be dead on the inside anymore. You can be alive in Jesus Christ. So how might I do that, Pastor? Well, according to the Bible, the Bible says this. The Bible says if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Today, you can be saved by confessing Jesus, repenting of your sins, and trusting him as your Savior. Have you ever done that, dear friend? I want to give you that opportunity right now. Could we bow our heads in prayer? With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, maybe you're here today and maybe you would say, Preacher, I, I feel dead inside. I, I need Jesus. Then right where you're sitting, dear friend, would you say something like this to the Lord? Would you say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I believe that you are the Savior. And this morning I ask you to come into my heart. Cleanse my life of my sin. And save me. Thank you for saving me. I'll live for you. In Jesus' name. Dear friend... If you prayed that prayer and you meant that with all your heart, I want to welcome you to the family of God. Several years ago, I, I wrote a little book entitled My First Week. I want to give you that. I want to put that in your hands. If you'll email me, get on our website and email me or find the church phone number and give me a call. I'd love to talk to you and pray for you and send you that little gift free of charge to help you on your spiritual growth and your spiritual journey. To Maysville Baptist Church, I love you. I'm honored to be your pastor. And I praise God that we're moving forward with one purpose. Loving God, loving others, serving the world. I hope you have a blessed week. I hope you'll make plans to come to our campus next week and join us. If not, we'll be here. We'll be live 9.30 next week. Special Graduates Day edition at 9.30 next week. Don't miss it. God bless you. I love you. And I hope you have a great, great day. Thank you so very much for tuning into our broadcast today. It is the purpose of Maysville Baptist Church to love God, love others, and serve the world. One of the ways that we serve the world is broadcasting this program 
all over the world through the internet. I want to tell you what a joy it is to have you tune in today. Maybe at the end of the service you prayed and received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord. Several years ago, I wrote a book entitled My First Week. I would love to send you a copy of this book to help you on your brand new journey as being a born-again Christian. If you'll just reach out to me by our website, send me an email, uh, or maybe even call the church, I'd be glad to drop this in the mail and send it to you. May the Lord bless you for tuning in. I hope to see you next week, and thank you for being with us at
sings my song.